Ain't it good to be in the house of the Lord today? We are going to be in 1 John. Comes right before 2 John, if you're looking for it in the Bible. And it's near the end, so if you go to Revelation and start turning back to the left, you'll find it. Not too fast, though, you'll pass it up. Um, so as, I, as you guys are looking for that, um, when Brian asked me to preach, sure, I'll, that's not a problem, I don't have any problem with that. No. Okay, here's the passage, okay, well, I'll look over it real quick, and I looked over it, and oh, ain't it Christ? Well, there's a lot of neat stuff in there, you know. So um, I got to thinking, you know, for the introduction, you know, I, I need to talk about some, some, some bad people or some laundry stuff, and you know, I got to looking at some of the historical figures, you know, who really kind of represent the rogues gallery of potential um, antichrists. And, and I, well, what are some of the signs and, and how does that fit into this passage? And, and I had some, some good ideas. And then this morning, I saw a sign of the antichrist when I changed Nathan's diaper. Oh my God. He's had some bad ones, but this was traumatic for me. He was fine. But, you know, just such shock. It was amazing. And we, we feed him, but that much, it was like he'd been storing it up for a couple days. It's just, oh my gosh, it was awful. But when I'm looking back at some of the Antichrist, yeah, I didn't want to expect that, were you? Anyway, looking back at the Antichrist, there's... um. There's all kinds of stories about that and who he is and who is it going to be. And, and really, kind of day, we want to take a moment, take a deep breath, and shine some light on, on what this passage is really talking about. It's not necessarily the Antichrist. We're not looking for the guy that's going to show up and take over the world and, 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 and usher in a, a kind of an era of Satan. That's not necessarily who we're looking at in this, in this particular passage. We're going to talk about him a little bit, but not a whole lot. But let's read through this, this passage, 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 through 27, and then we'll kind of come back through. Um, my Bible got wet and it shrank. Uh, children, it is time for the last hour, as you have heard. Antichrist is coming. Even now, many antichrists have come. We know from this that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it might be made clear that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you, have, and you all have knowledge. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar, if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Messiah? He is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son can have the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father as well. What you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. If what you have heard from the beginning remains in you, then you will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. I have written these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you don't need anyone to teach you. Instead, his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, just as, just as it has taught you remain in him. Let us pray. Father God, as we come before you today and look at, uh, at the Antichrists that are out there even today, uh, Father, open our eyes that we may see some, some things that we need to, uh, to be wary of, some teaching we need to be wary of, and really learn to cling to you and to what you are trying to show us, to where you are trying to take us, Father. And in Jesus' name I pray, and amen.
All right, uh, verse 18 there, let's d- jump on in. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists come. This is how we know it's the last hour. Um, they knew, even during this time, there were some persecutions coming up, and not everybody was, was following along with, with the teachings of Jesus Christ. There were some people who had already kind of gone out, and we get that from, uh, from different passages in Hebrews and James, and really in, in the... In the Hebrew epistles here, uh, Peter and, and John, talk about some of these super apostles, some of these different apostles who are out there saying, well, yeah, the, Jesus is nice. You have that. That's wonderful. But you also need to be circumcised. And you need to obey the law of Moses, and you got to do this. And they just keep adding stuff to it. And that's, that's the Antichrist that, that John's kind of referencing, referencing here. That's how we know that this is the last hour. Well, that's neat. Um, but, but who isn't the Antichrist? If, if you know um, who some of these guys? How do you know who some of these guys are? How do you know who the Antichrist is, or or who is an Antichrist, who's teaching the wrong thing? Well, verse nineteen and that first slide there. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. How, how do who isn't the Antichrist? Well, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they belonged to us, they would have remained with us. They would have remained with us in community. Um, but maybe not, not physically, you know, as, the, as we read about in the, in the book of Acts there, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, uh, persecution comes and they all scatter. Well, were they all antichrist because they left, right? No, they belonged. They still belonged in that community. They belonged in the community of believers. When we see people that, that leave the church um, for maybe uh, some, some churches who have some different thoughts about things, when we see people who, who leave the, the community of believers um, and I, I extend that out pretty far. You know, we'll throw in some Presbyterians and some Methodists and, and some Missouri Synod Lutherans and not ELCA, but we'll throw some, a bunch of people under that community. You know, but when they start leaving that and start making up their own theology, start making up their own beliefs, that's when they've, when they've left us. When they, when they, for if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us in that community. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Well, they're going, so they left the church. Well, does that make somebody evil? Does that make somebody antichrist? No, not necessarily. You know, some of us in the community of believers have some different thoughts about stuff. As Baptists, when we take communion, you know, it's a symbol. It's still a cracker. It's still a grape juice. When you eat it, it's still a cracker and it's still a grape juice. And that's what we use to represent uh, the, the death, resurrection, the, the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. But, you know, if you're Lutheran, well, it, it's, it's a cracker and it's, it's juice or wine until you take it in. And then it's subtransmute. I forgot the technical word. Anyway, it, it, it changes once you eat it. But, you know, if you're Catholic, well, the whole time, that's the body and the blood of Christ. So, you know, if, you, if that's the biggest gripe that you've got with, 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 with the church, well, you know, it's okay. You'll still be there in heaven. You know, I, I believe that. There are some things that, that, that different, definitely set us apart, but there are some people that... If it's just a minor thing, if you still claim to Jesus, you're going to be there. But they're going, again, the scripture here, at the end of verse 19, they're going showed that none of them belong to us. Not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily leaving the faith or leaving the church, but maybe leaving the faith. Um, and I think about 1 Peter chapter, uh, I think it's chapter 1, verse 20, or sorry, is it 2 Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. First of all, you should know this. No prophecy of Scripture comes from one's own interpretation because no, no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You know, there's no private interpretation 
Um, and, and not to pick on a lot of our neighbors, especially the bunch across the road, when Joseph Smith had his private interpretation and only he could interpret Scripture and only he could interpret the Bible, you know, no private interpretation comes from one man because that's a lot of, lot of power to put in one individual. And, and God knew that way back from the beginning, you know. So he, he put, uh, that's, why, that's why we have the Bible. That's why we have the Bible in many different languages, Hebrew, uh, the, the Hebrew, and Greek script, Hebrew and Greek Scripture, if I can talk today, um, so that we'll know what's in there, so that we'll know what's, what's not necessarily orthodox, but no private interpretation. We're not making stuff up. Um, you know, back in the day, the, the Gnostics, those who had secret knowledge of God, um, were, were just sure that they had the, the, the private way, you know, and well, that's not in there. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's reaching out to everybody. Um, and even today, we've seen some of that. Uh, and not to be too dramatic, those who do go way off the deep end with their private interpretation. You know, I think about Waco, you know, and David Koresh, and him, he said, I am Jesus Christ, and I am the way, and, and I need to sleep with everybody's wife, and you all need to give me all your money, and and he just really skewing scripture to, to whatever crazy end he had, in, or really Satan had in mind, and, and took them down a dark path. Um, the, the Heaven's Gate cult, if you remember them, down in San Diego, and, and the spaceship was going to come take you to heaven. But, you know, we're all alive, so we can't get on the spaceship, so put the bag over your head and breathe deeply. Just crazy stuff that we see from a private interpretation, because... Their going showed, the end of verse 19, that they, none of them belong to us. They don't belong in the same faith. They're making stuff up as they go along. They've just got this crazy idea. So when we look at, at who, who isn't the Antichrist, if you're staying in the community, if you're staying in, in, in what the Bible teaches, you're, you're not the Antichrist. They're not the Antichrist. Uh, and then verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. All of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, because no lie comes from the truth. Um, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Everybody knows the truth. But, but you, you are different. John's writing a letter uh, to those who, who are still part of the community. And we're part of that community of believers. Well, how do you know that? And all of you know the truth there, the end of verse 20. What makes that community? All of us know the truth. Jesus is God. That's the truth. Um, John 10, 30, I and the Father are one. Uh, John 10, 37 to 38, do not believe me unless I do what my Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. That's how you know the truth. Jesus is God. Nothing crazy, nothing wild, nothing uh, in, in, insane. You know, it, it, he is God. There, there's, no, there's no boxes to check. There's no sacrifice system to follow up on. There's no, um, there's no uh, great big plan that you have to do. It's not like Scientology where you need to give this amount of money and this much time. And, 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 and there's no... Not to pick on our Jehovah's Witness neighbors, because I'm going to pick on them again later. There's no boxes to check. You don't hand out, have to hand out enough copies of the Watchtower, or, or we're Baptist. So the pathway, you don't have to hand them out. But there's none of those boxes to check. It's just Jesus. Because he knows we're going to do some crazy stuff. He knows we're going to come up with some crazy ideas, and that's why it's just Jesus. 
And that's the truth. That's the truth that John references here. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth that Jesus is Lord. So again, if you're sticking to that, it's not the Antichrist. Now, I do not write, verse 21, I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. No lie comes from the Bible. But now we've seen some lies and some crazy talk from people who are, are, are part of that community. Again, when you put a pretty broad umbrella out there, there's a lot of people underneath it. Um, God bless them. Some of the snake handlers from the Appalachians are going to be in heaven. They're going to be really shocked when the rest of us show up, but they're going to be there. You know, they've come up with some crazy things. Um, Benny Hinn. I've watched Benny Hinn three times, that's all. Um, Two of the times, he shared the gospel, uh, Romans Road, in order, and didn't throw anything else in there, didn't ask for money partway through. Um... So I, I don't know that he's saved, but there's somebody got saved listening to that. You know, but again, there's been some crazy stuff comes out when you spread that umbrella pretty wide of people who know the truth. And no lie comes from the truth, from, from Jesus, but you know, some other people have, have worked some oddball stuff in there. And, and Benny's one of those guys always, I don't believe God wants you to have a Rolex and a and five or six Cadillacs and a million dollar home. I'm not sure that that's necessarily part of God's plan for Benny, but that's what Benny says. But again, Benny shared the gospel, um, and I watched him those three times just to see, you know. I watched him the first time, and he shared the gospel. I was like, well, that's, that's neat. You know, that's right, you know. And I watched him again, and he did, and I thought, well, that's only 50%, you know, one more time. And, and uh, yeah, he shared the gospel, but so I don't know that he necessarily falls under the Antichrist. He's in some fuzzy gray area maybe. But, um, but we know the truth, and that's that Jesus is Lord. And as long as you're clinging to that, you're going to be okay. So when we look at who isn't an Antichrist, again, Benny's might be on some fuzzy ground there. And the snake handlers, they got some fuzzy ideas too, but they're holding on to that Jesus is Lord. And that, that's the key. Amongst all this, that's who isn't an Antichrist. All right, well, you know who's not an Antichrist or who's on some fuzzy ground, maybe? Who is? Who is? And that's that next slide. Who is the liar? Verse 22. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. I love that the trees are changing. It's so beautiful. There's so much mold in the air. Uh, that's an antichrist right there, all that mold. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. All right. So who is the antichrist? Who is the liar? Who is the antichrist? Whoever denies Jesus is Christ. Now, Jesus Christ, Christ was not his last name. That's not there. Jesus wasn't an angel, a man, a man possessed by an angel. There were a few messiahs, mashaks in the Old Testament. That means anointed. But there was one that was coming. One that even Moses talked about. In Deuteronomy 18, 18 verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. Nobody's come and done the stuff that Moses did and claimed to be the Messiah except Jesus. He is that guy that we were to be looking out for. Jesus is the Christ. And that's the 
the Greek translation for that. Um, he is the Christ. He is the one that is coming. And it has to be that way. Jesus has to be the Christ. Anybody who denies that is, is selling themselves, themselves short. And when you look at the Old Testament, when you look at Leviticus and Deuteronomy and the sacrificial system, that was never meant to last forever. It can't. It can't. If you just take the Jewish people, there's too many. Can you imagine trying to sacrifice a lamb for everybody's sin? Oh my gosh, the streets in Jerusalem would run red consistently. There'd be this huge pile of dead animals for sacrifice. There's not enough critters to go around. And when you throw Christians into the mix, there's that many more animals needed. It was never meant to succeed forever. It was not. It was a band-aid. Well, how do you meet that sacrificial system? How do you succeed? There has to be a specific person coming. And is it just one guy? No. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes, boo-boos, whoops-a-daisies, whatever you want to call them. We're all a blemished sacrifice. We can't be. It's almost like we would need somebody that was perfect. Who could that be? That's Jesus. That's why he was sent to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy to carry us for eternity. It doesn't matter how many people there are now. We're up to what, six billion? You know, I don't know where we're going to put the rest of them that show up, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's here for all of them who are here, who are coming, who have been. He's here for all of us. Whoever denies that, that is the Antichrist. He has to be that guy. Like I said, it's Jesus Christ. Christ wasn't his last name. If they called him anything, it would have been Jesus bar Yosef. Jesus, son of Joseph. Because Hebrew didn't have a J. And that's a good little nugget of information to know. But don't pick on our Jehovah's Witnesses neighbors like that. Because they get all cranky when you point that out. Jehovah is a Latin translation. You might as well have said Holy Bob. You know, just they've kind of made that up and they've really died on that. But again, when you get to that private interpretation, when you get outside that umbrella of truth, well, you can come up with some crazy stuff, and, and they have. And, but that's why we need to reach out to them, to love on them as best we can. <clears throat> anyway, I won't pick on them too much. Verse 23, no one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. You can't have the Father without the Son. No agnostics, no Unitarians. There's not a gazillion different ways to get to heaven or to get to God. There's just the one. doesn't mean that they're bad people. But to get to the Father, you must have the Son. And it's one of my favorite verses anymore. John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But how important that is. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to study religion your entire life. It is just Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. The thief on the cross had no time to go to seminary, Bible study. Poor boy didn't even read the scripture. Never attended a business meeting. How do you get into heaven like that? But he did because he knew Jesus Christ. How important that is for everybody. You don't have to come up with... a. a I'm going to be a good person today. I'm not going to cuss. I'm, I'm going to be a, a good person to my coworkers. I'm going to show up on time for work. I'm not going to speed. Uh, I'm not going to have any road rage. Uh, you know, all these things you can come up with, it doesn't matter because you're not going to pull it off anyway. That's just legalism in a new form. 
It doesn't matter. It's just Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you have the Father. And where is the Father at? In heaven. You've got that life coming. So who is the Antichrist? Whoever denies, the, whoever denies Jesus is the Christ. Whoever denies the, the Son has the Father. And whoever denies the, the Father has the Son. All right, all right. So we know that, that you know, if you leave that umbrella, you're out there, you're doing some crazy stuff. You know, if, you, if you're denying Jesus, you know, that that's person's an antichrist. How do I guard against all this? Because that's what, that's what John's getting to here. How do you know the truth? How do you know the light? How do you see in amongst all this? How do I guard against the antichrist? And that's my last slide. Verse 24. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. What you have heard from the beginning, what is that? Salvation in Christ alone. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Nathan, God bless him. I love the little guy. He's fallen short of the glory of God. He's just about fallen short of, of not necessarily God's law, but the law of electricity if he reaches behind that nightlight one more time. He's going to show up one of these days and just be jumpy. And it's not because we've done anything. He's finally reached behind that nightlight and hit that contact just right. I'm sure you got some stories about that, man, <laughs> about electric, electricians. But anyway, we've got to remain in what we know is truth. You know, we all need to dig into the Word and dig into what God has in store for us. But sometimes we reach behind that nightlight while it's still plugged in. We need to remain in the Father, remain in Him, remain in what we've been taught from the beginning. But Romans 3.23, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The wages of reaching behind that nightlight, you know, it'll get you. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How? Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. How much do you love me? This much. And then they nailed him up like that. He died for our sin, your sin, all the way back to Adam and Eve, all the way down to the end of Revelation. He died for our sin, gave up his own blood, his own life, and they buried him. Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because he wants all of you. He don't want you to just mouth some words and go on with life. He don't want you to have it here and never tell nobody. He wants all of you. He desires your presence, your, 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 to, to walk and talk with him just like we always sing in the old hymn. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he leads me on the way. He desires your presence that much. That's what we have heard from the beginning. That's what we have heard from all of you who went to, to, to vacation Bible school as little kids heard that, you know, the, the Romans Road. That's probably why it's hammered into my head forever. I'll be telling back, you know, when I'm old and gray and, and just really gone, not just old and gray now, but really old and gray, you know, I'll still probably remember those verses. <clears throat> That's what we have heard from the beginning. That's what he promised us, eternal life. If you remain in the Father, and, and that looks like, Lost my spot there, sorry. Oh, uh, second half, verse 24. If it does, you will also remain in, in the Son and in the Father. You remain in the Son. And what does that look like? 
That's assurance in eternal life. Assurance in times of trouble. That's verse 25, and that's why he promised us eternal life. What do I truly have to worry about if I have eternal life? In my own struggle with temptations, i got to really understand what my own triggers are, how, how I walk in this world, what really sets me off, what makes me mad, what makes me angry, what makes me happy. Um, halt, hungry, angry, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, all those things that just, just drag you down in life. And then once you understand what those are, you can still overcome because we have that assurance in eternal life. And sometimes we need to lean into that assurance and lean into what God has in store for us and really let Him support us. We also need to lean into that community under that umbrella. You know, um, I, have, I have some good friends. Yeah, I want to call them. Some good friends that were Mormons that really taught me how much I do not know about my own faith. Sisters Irish and Sister Parsons. And, and uh, we met at Missouri State a few years back <laughs> um, and, and just taught me how much I don't know about the Bible. How do you know baptism isn't required for salvation? Well, I know it's not. Well, how do you know? Well, it says in the Book of Mormon. Mm, well, that's not, I know that's not right. So, but where is that at? And teaching me that stuff. How do you know Satan and the brother of Jesus? How do you know those things? Again, the Antichrist is out there. Sounds really good. But sometimes we need, to, we need to learn. We need to lean into the community of believers that's going to teach us the right things. We need to ask Brian some just crazy questions just to make him dig into them commentaries, make him sweat. Um, isn't that fun to throw at you? Anyway, all right. So, uh, But we need to, to lean into that, that assurance, that eternal life. And if we've got that, what really can stand against us? Verse 26, I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Don't be led astray. It's so easy though, right? I'll probably never forget sisters Irish and Parsons. I'm walking down the main quad at Missouri State, and I can see them coming down by the business building. I'm, I'm over at the library I'm coming to that crossroads, and I can see him coming, and I, I had plenty of time. I crossed over to the other side of the quad, and you know who they are, a big black badge. I mean, it's hard to miss a Mormon missionary. The guys are even easier, because how many people wear white shirts? You know, black tie, white shirt, you know who they are. But I saw him coming, so I, I, I changed sides, like, this is wrong, that's not right. I came back over, and of course, they talked to me, and I talked to them. And, you know, in each other's minds, we try to lead each other astray. But we need to be careful about that, to not be led astray. It's neat to talk to Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses and um, some of the other fellows that are on TBN. Some of those guys are good and some of them not. Some of them are right under that umbrella. Some of them are just barely. If it rained, they'd get wet. Um, they're nowhere near the center of that umbrella, of that community. They're definitely out there in the dark, but don't be led astray. Not in church, not in the temptations of the world, not in the addictions that we face. Don't be led astray. It's so easy. How do you know what to do? How do you know? Again, it's the assurance of eternal life. If someone's leading you away from Jesus Christ that says you need to do this and you need to do that, and you need to hand out so many copies of the Watchtower, and you need to hand out this, and you need to, to tithe 10, 20, 30% of your income, and that's required. You need to sit down with the pastor and show him your W-2. 
That's not in the Bible. They've wandered outside of that umbrella. They've wandered outside the community of faith. We need to lean on into him and be careful of who's trying to lead us astray. I thought of Revelation 3.20. Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and have dinner with him and he with me. Jesus is right there waiting to, 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 to share with us, to teach us. And we, saw, we see that a couple of times in this whole passage. Um, lost my spot again. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. You do know who Jesus is. No lie comes from the truth. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know the truth. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Don't be led astray. How? You need to be in church. You need to be to listening when Jesus knocks at the door. You need to be here on Sundays. We need to worship. You need to be involved. Um. Come to a small group. Find one that fits your schedule. Uh, offer to help teach. Uh, uh, te- help t- offer to help Mallory teach in, in, in children's church. You will learn more about Scripture and about where stuff comes from by listening to the kids ask you questions that you had no idea anybody had ever thought of. How do you know how many animals were on the ark? Well, um, the Bible says. Well, how many was that? I don't know. Let me get back to you because I'll ask you all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, but that's when you'll learn. That's when you'll really dig into the scripture. That's when you'll find out Moses did not put them on, or not Moses. That's how you find out Moses did not put them on two by two. Noah put them on two by two, and he didn't put them on two by two, did he? Oh, you guys better read that story. He put the unclean animals, unclean animals on two by two and the clean animals on by sevens. Because if you get to the other side and you sacrifice one, well, you're out of that one. So that's why they put the clean animals on by sevens. Anyway, that's a little nugget. Didn't cost you a nickel extra. So, but the, know the truth. Don't be led astray. Uh, verse 27, as for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. You do not need anyone to teach you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, you cannot lose it, but you can run away from it. You can ignore, silence, the Holy Spirit, let in so much of the world's noise that you can't hear the Holy Spirit when he talks to you. You don't hear God knocking at the door. You don't hear Jesus saying, I will come in and sit with you and we will discuss this. But if you listen, it's in you. Again, that Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. Attend a Bible-believing church. Attend here with us. And I got my glasses on, so really everybody after Debbie is kind of fuzzy. So I'm pretty sure I know who you are, but I'm not positive. So if you are not a member of the church, we'd love to have you come down front and join today. Attend that Bible-believing church. Uh, John 3, 14 and 15. Just as Moses lifted up the, the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must, must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. If someone's teaching something other than that, that's not a Bible-believing church. That Jesus, who believes in him, may have eternal life. If they're teaching anything other than that, that's not the place to be. You come join us. Every Sunday, you be here. Every Sunday, you open up your heart, open up your ears, and listen to what the Word of God's got to say. But, his anointing, but as His anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it's taught you, remain in Him. Remain in the Holy Spirit. Remain in Jesus. As real anointing, as the Holy Spirit teaches you, remain 
Remain there. That's how you guard against the Antichrist. It's so easy, isn't it? To think, I've, I've had a bad week. Nathan pitched a fit. He finally reached behind that, that nightlight and zapped himself, and he's in a bad mood, and, and he did traumatic things to that diaper, and we just need to stay home and, and cuddle up on the couch and watch some TV. It's so easy to fall into that habit. It's so easy to, I just won't go to, to small group tonight. It's so easy to think, I just won't participate in this. It's so easy to think how cozy it is just where I'm at. And we need to be in that anointing. We need to be in that church. We need to be in, in Christ, walking and talking with Him, just like that old hymn says, and He walks with me and He talks with me and He leads me along the way. God's got something cool in store for you. I don't know what it is. You know, we talked about that today. When you get to Genesis chapter 36, you get this huge genealogy about Esau. Who cares? Why is that in there? Maybe it's to show that Abraham's children were becoming nations. Rebecca had that, that uh, oracle from God that two nations were in her womb. Maybe it's because Moses just wasn't sure about things. He was trying to figure out who on earth can I make peace with and drop off these three million people I've led out of Egypt. Where do I put these people? But God had another plan in mind. God walked with Moses and, and amazing things occurred. Just the battles that they won. The, the, the talking to Pharaoh, and I, I, it, it's almost impossible to compare Pharaoh to any world leader today because he had the power of just life and death. They really did think the Pharaohs were gods. I know there's only so much godly going on in Washington, D.C. I'm not delusioned by that at all. So they don't really compare. But God led Moses. God leads John to write this to us about the Antichrist. God leads us today, if we'll let him. And when we do, amazing things can happen. Things we just never saw, never even thought possible. It's so odd to think of the road that has led us here. The road that has led me here. Um, I led a little bit of the sailor's life and I was a big goober back in the day not that I've matured a whole lot but I didn't have a, women, a, a girlfriend in every port because I was, I was definitely not that suave but God saw that coming in my life and led me away from that and it's, it, it really is God moving the needs of the Navy the needs of strategic command and everything to make sure I got to this crazy church that looked like the ark on the side of the road. And that's what Silverdale Baptist looked like. There was a sale on dark, dark siding. And so that's what the church bought. And it looked, it was on the hill. It, it looked like the ark. If the, if the ark had a cross on it, that's what it would have been like. And it, it's just amazing that God reached out to me, starting to lead that sailor's life. And I went to Peninsula Bible Church and I didn't go to church there because they didn't have the times on the sign, so I didn't know when to show up. But Silverdale did. They had the times on the sign, so I knew when to show up. That anointing that God was reaching out through the Holy Spirit to drag me to that church um, has 
taken care of me and blessed me so much since then. I want you to be blessed just like that. I don't want you to be led astray. And it's so easy because there's so many people out there claiming this and claiming that and uh, so many people that, that, that come by our doors and, and, and knock it and, and leave tracks and flyers and only one of them was a good Bible-believing church that's been to my, been to my door. The Jehovah's Witnesses haven't been by, but the Mormons have been by a few times. And um, There's so many people trying to lead us astray. So many people without the light, without the life of Jesus Christ, that without that Holy Spirit anointing, they're just a plethora of them out there. They're just everywhere. And here in Independence, we have so many, so many uh, heretical beliefs, so many non, non-God-fearing beliefs, non-Jesus-is-Lord beliefs. We need to lean into Him even more. And how on earth did God bring me here? Bring me through the world. So many temptations. But he brought me into that umbrella, into that teaching of, of, of Jesus as Lord. And he'll do the same for you. As I get ready to wrap up today, I don't know what kind of, how everybody grew up. I know some, some of you guys have shared your stories with me and, I, and thank you for that. Um, but if you have any question about who is Lord, who is eternal life, where do I find that? I can share with you today, and I shared with, with you already the, the plan of salvation. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you've never made that commitment, as the musicians get ready to come and, and, and we wrap up today, if you've never made that commitment, you come forward and we'll pray. I'll pray with you. Uh, Brian will pray with you. Somebody will pray with you, and we will, we will get that fixed today. If you've got some, I don't say oddball beliefs, if you have some questions about things, that you, that you believe. Some questions about, about Jesus Christ and some questions about, about what he might be doing in your life. Come forward today. Let's see what, 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 the, what the light might reveal. Let's see if you're under that umbrella. You know, let's see where you're at. God wants to do so much in your life. It boggles my mind to think that this goofy, at the time, redheaded sailor Back in the day that Brian met, God had plans for him. And I'm like, God has plans to get me to Seattle so I can meet a girl. And that's not it. But God had other plans. And he has other plans for you. He has an amazing, amazing plan for your life. He just wants to reach out to you today. And as we get ready to sing, if you want to get reached out, come on down.